You're listening to Thoughts of Thaddeus, a show dedicated to people wrestling with life and faith. Here is Pastor Nick Pierce. Welcome to the podcast. This is Nick Pierce. Just want to say thank you for tuning in, listening in as we just think through, process, and engage life and what that looks like in everyday life and living for the Lord Jesus. So uh, one of the thoughts that I've been kicking around, um, you know, there's that per se a hot topic uh, within Christianity. And and no, we're not talking about marriage or gender or abortion or anything like that. But what I've seen, for me anyway, when it comes within the body of Christ, the view of suffering. And you have some in the camp that say, oh, we shouldn't suffer at all. That's a, a, a lack of faith or a weakness. And, and others are almost self-inflicting suffering on themselves to think that's going to cause some kind of godliness. And so you have like all of it to none of it. You know, again, where's the pendulum? Uh, where, where do we land on the spectrum for that? And I think somewhere in the middle is where we need to be. So that question, why should we not suffer? You know, so those on the side of the pendulum that says, yeah, we suffering is negative. God would never want us to suffer. Um, <clears throat> so let me push back a little bit on that concept. Philippians 1.29, Paul says, For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in Him. So it's been granted to you for the sake of Christ, not only that you should believe in Him, but also suffer for his sake. Suffer. It's not a popular word. And in any context, especially even in Christianity. So, if, But if you look at that, the Greek word for granted, it's the same root word uh, that we get the word grace from. You know, you think of Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for it is by grace we are saved. We love verses like that. But what's Paul saying here? <clears throat> is it by grace that we suffer? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. For the sake of Christ, it is grace that he gives us to suffer. We need to change our perspective. You know, suffering is granted, not as a punishment. And I think that there's wrong thinking in that. True suffering, and we'll talk about that in a second. True suffering is granted not as a punishment, but as an instrument that God uses to shape us into all uh, that he has called us to be and that will bring him glory. And so that perspective, that that view to change, suffering is granted not as punishment, but as an instrument that God is using. You know, honestly, few Christians uh, see it this way. They, they don't view suffering in this manner. And in doing so, I, you know, I think the concern is that we miss um, what and how God is moving in and through our lives. You know, because if we always walk away from suffering, um, if God, you know, if we really do believe Romans eight twenty eight, God causes all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. But if we completely try to eradicate suffering from our lives, then we're missing at least something that God's trying to do in our life. <clears throat> and our world of Christian-like culture would say that suffering is a sign not of God's working in us, but his abandonment of us. Uh, And I would really just 
Uh, if you come from that kind of camp, just ask you to kind of reconsider. Uh, a few verses here, just wanted to, uh, just, okay, what's the whole of Scripture? You know, I'm a big believer that Scripture interprets Scripture. So before I need to run to, to a, a Calvin or a commentary, uh, you know, Adam Clark, Wearsby, McGee, what Scripture say? As a whole, you know, so here's a few verses. 2 Corinthians 4.17 For our light affliction, I love how he puts it that way, but is for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. He's like, it's momentary and light affliction, the suffering. Romans 8.18 For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. It's not even a, they don't even come in contest with each other. It's like, I don't even, they're not even worthy to be compared. Uh, John 16, 33, these things I have spoken to you, that in me, Jesus is saying, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. Not you might, possibly, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And so if we're with Jesus, the world's not going to overcome us. Romans 5.3 And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. 1 Corinthians uh, 1.3 and 4 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation. So that's one thought right there. Pause mid-verse. If we completely walk away from any kind of suffering, then and how is God our comfort? So who, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. I think he got bonus points for trying to say the word comfort as many times as possible in those verses. So I encourage you, don't run from pain and suffering. Our world is all about seeking comfort and pleasures, but fails to deliver on the purpose and fulfillment. You know, so it's uh, these previous verses, they just give us hope for us in the midst of our suffering. And, and let's just pause here. Okay, what do we mean by suffering? Like if you go out and you do something stupid and you get hurt physically, emotionally, however, you're just being stupid. <laughs> you're just being dumb if you know so that's that's not oh i'm under persecution or oh i'm suffering no you're 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 just being stupid but if you go out and you live for the lord and we be a light in darkness of course we're going to be attacked you know because we're light and darkness isn't going to attack other darkness there's no need for that you know the enemy doesn't need to go after those who are just living in their darkness and love it, he's going to attack those that are trying to be light and reflect the glory of Christ into the world. And so when we go out and we live intentionally to show the love, the grace, the mercy, the truth of who God is, and we are, are attacked in any manner of that, that's suffering. You know, it's trying to live right, regardless of how the world treats us. I think, you know, the story of Joseph in the Old Testament tried to live right. I think he messed up a couple times, you know, if 
your dad calls you the favorite, don't rub that into your older brothers. Of course, they're going to throw you in a pit, you know. Um, but other than that, he, he tried to live right, and he was attacked for that from being sold into Potiphar's house and everything that went down with Potiphar's wife and in prison. He tried to live right, and he had to suffer and endure through that. So suffering, living, doing what is right in the name of Christ, and if the world treats us bad for that, I mean, we've, we, we've read the Beatitudes, Matthew 5, you know, blessed are us who are persecuted, and he says all this stuff, if they do that because of me. He goes, they treated the prophets the same way. Don't, don't feel like this thing that is happening to you is something different and, and, and weird, and, uh, and you're the first one. This, it's almost kind of, he's just almost kind of saying, hey, if you're going to live for me, this is the standard of living to which you need to be prepared for. But these verses, they give us hope for us in the midst of our suffering. It compares nothing to the glory that awaits us. It produces endurance, steadfastness in us. And lastly, here's the, I think, one of the best parts. We can use the comfort from the Lord in our pain to comfort others around us. There is just something about knowing that somebody else understands what we've gone through. When you have that human connection and interaction to say, hey, I've been there, I know what you're going through, and this is the way out. And if we always flee anything painful or could possibly lead to suffering of our life, we would miss out on all that God wants to do in and through us. I connect more with students and people in my faith because of my story and all the craziness and the brokenness that it is than I could ever connect and the amount of theology that I know. But if we walk away from that, we're going to miss out on all that God wants to do in us and through us. And lastly, when pain and suffering hit, we seek for answers to the storms of life. Consider that maybe the answer is the storm. You know, a lot of times storm hits our life and we're thinking, why is this happening? What's the purpose behind it? Disconsider possibly, maybe, that the answer is the storm. The very thing that you are wanting to be delivered from, get ready for this, is delivering you from what you have no idea about. I think that last part is just, is just huge in my own life. That the very thing, when something bad happens to me, when something just is not going per se my way, and I'm wanting to be delivered from this, is the possibility that that is delivering us from something that I have no idea about. That if that storm didn't come into my life, I would have kept going in that same direction. And that road wasn't the road I needed to be on. And so this storm moved me, grew in me faith and perseverance that I didn't have, whatever it is. I just encourage you, trust that the Lord is that good to us. That, again, He causes all things for the good of those who love Him and who are called according to His purpose. So it's a different kind of different kind of look on 
suffering and pain, and that's going to look different <clears throat> for us as Christians in America compared to even Christians in Canada, to Mexico, to remotest parts of the world. That's going to look different. And, and nobody is a lesser or greater Christian because of what is being brought upon them. The, the, the biggest response is your trust and obedience in the midst of the storm that he has brought you into. Where a lot of times we see what goes on in other countries and think, oh, how can we complain about what happens to us? God determined our boundaries. I mean, that's clear in Acts. God determined our boundaries and where we'd live and, and the time that we were going to live. You know, I didn't look at God and say, hey, 1985, great time to be born. Don't you think? No, he, he determined all of that. He knew I was going to be born in, in Missouri where I was going to be born in. And he knew the storms that he was going to bring into my life. And so to think, oh, I, I can't, I can't run to the cross and run to the altar with the issues of my life and the storms that are going on because I know that there are persecuted Christians under the threat of death in other countries and I just, I just need to pick myself up by my bootstraps and, and trudge along on my own. We're missing it. And, and go in full circle back up to the uh, top of what we talked about. For it has been granted to you. It has been graced to you for the sake of Christ, that you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. This suffering, whatever you're enduring, is the actual working of the grace of Christ in your life. And I just encourage you to trust him through it. So I hope this helps. Thanks for uh, tuning in, listening. Hope you have a great uh, week, and we will catch you later. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Thoughts of Thaddeus. If you have any questions about God or want to get deeper into your faith, feel free to hit Pastor Nick Pierce up on Instagram at Nickus1. That's N-I-K-K-U-S-1. Thanks, and have a great day.